Check it out. Marshmallow. Poo poo titties. Marshmallow. Marshmallow. I prefer popping corn, but marshmallow works too. Popping corn. <laughs> there we go. Hello and welcome uh, to the Nice Price Podcast episode. Hey, who even knows anymore? 33, perhaps. Mm, where does the time go? That'd be Harry Gant, I believe. Yeah? I think so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that voice you hear, former Nice Price employee. Alumni. Alumni. Current. Well, it doesn't matter where he works now. Um, <laughs> Let's maybe not get into that. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with Bostco. <laughs> <laughs> Parker Shields. Clay Parker Shields, live and in the flesh. Welcome go. to Dabby Road. Three names. As you, as most people probably know him as Clay. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, Parker, welcome to the Nice Price Podcast. I'm happy to be here. It's very exciting for me. Besides being alumni... Take the expectation level, turn it down a notch. <laughs> besides being... Uh, if you haven't already. <laughs> nice Price Books alumni, um, Nice Price Books and Records alumni, how... Is there any other way that someone might know who you are? You may have seen me play and continue to play guitar in the Dinwiddies. Hell yeah. Rock and roll band that Matt Phone is also an uh, integral part of. Mm. Some might and say the backbone. Some might say that. <laughs> Which one of you is the backbone? I didn't quite ga- gather. Uh, some say the drummer's the backbone of any band. <laughs> huh. Sounds like the drummer says that. Yeah. In it's, it's mostly case. just me saying it. No one else is agreeing. Oh, sorry, I'm late. Yeah, certainly, so- certainly in the back. The backbone's <laughs> here. Everyone can chill out. <laughs> Everything yeah, practice already ended, but like, ooh. Uh, also to my right, joining us again uh, from uh, another podcast about indie rock and roll, Walt Lilly is here. Oh, hey, how's it going, everybody? And Walt, I mentioned it, but how else would <laughs> someone? Uh, how else might someone know you besides being on this podcast? Hey there, my name is Walt Lilly. I'm a, a genius. Alrighty, cool. <laughs> And back, back from the dead. Praise the Lord. Praise, praise be to Jaw. Allie B. <laughs> Allie B. Live and in person. She's tickled. She has risen. <laughs> she has risen. Um, Happy to be back. What killed you last time? Oh. It's killing time. Is killing me. I tell you that. Was it those killer bees? Oh uh, yeah, it was the killer bees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the killer tick bite that I happened to. Uh, oh yeah! Hey, that's no joke. I had a tick. I had a tick a couple weeks ago too on my thigh. Whew. Did you get it at Shikori? I don't know. I thought maybe I. That was my first thought because it was right, uh, like a couple days after that. Shout out to Shikori. But then I, I like wore pants the whole time. And I thought the same thing, but I got one. And it could, they said it could have been a spider. I never saw mm. a tick. Oh, okay. So oh, I I literally had like oh that's a tick on me. Pull yeah, it off. Pulled it off. It was yeah. over. And you ate it. Yeah, pop it right in the mouth. Yum. <laughs> Matt treats ticks like he treats boogers. <laughs> Little, mm. Oh, can snack, I say snack for the road? Yes, I love that uh, you all went to Shikori. That that whole Shikori episode is an absolute delight. <laughs> <laughs> Shikori so, was and, a delight, and all I had Thanks, to do, Parker. all I have to do, is picture Enoch <laughs> at a camping music festival to cheer up and laugh Tight. in a good way. Because yeah, that's sort of my vibe, Shikori. Very much. <laughs> I was looking around. There's multiple times like, oh, oh, that's not Parker. Oh, see, yeah, you in the, yeah. see you in the fall, bro. That's my, hey. I was cruising by. I saw somebody that stank wheeze. I was like, it must be Parker. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I love Shikori. It was dope. And uh, 
And I do hope that, Allie, you don't end up like Walt Baines getting, uh, what was it? Uh, alpha Gal. Yeah. Oh, that my alpha uncle gal. has that. For real? He From has a tick too? bite, yeah. He can't Everyone's eat meat anymore? One he one can't one. eat um, red meat. Red meat or pork. Damn. But he can eat um, fish chicken and, and chicken. fish, yeah. yeah. Ha- I- I'm <sighs> sorry to blow up your spot, Uncle no, Paul. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Uncle Paul, he said. Yeah, that's I've right. got an Uncle Paul. Crazy! Shout out to both. I uh, that whole thing blows my mind. The <laughs> idea of a tick I hope bite. We're together right now, listening to this. <laughs> that's some sort of recovery group out in Sanford. <laughs> they just sit on top of how much they wish pork chops could still be eaten. <laughs> well, my uncle Paul doesn't have the alpha cow, but oh, you yeah. just have an uncle Paul. Yeah. Fucking love that. <laughs> oh, shit, my bad. I guess just I was taking that that connection too far. An alpha male. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole thing still blows my mind. The idea that like you get bit by a tick now you can't eat hamburgers anymore. Yeah, that's far out. But hey, it is far out, actually. Shut up. And also, it's so crazy, too. I mean, I guess it makes the most sense because they get bit by ticks all the time, so they're the most likely to get bit by whatever these rabid ticks are. But it's like, has this thing always existed? No, I'm scared as hell of ticks these days, man. Because, like, I don't remember hearing about, like, anybody's great-grandpa getting bit by ticks and can't eat hamburgers anymore. <laughs> nope. They all so just like, hide in the war. What, yeah, when did this happen? Like, when did, was it all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, there's a new kind of tick now. When it bites you, you can't have... Siri, when Relative, did Alpha Gal come out? Relatively new Alexa. on the scene is my understanding. Alexa, what is Alpha Gal? Well, yeah, so... This, this um, is one of the more comfortable podcasts I've ever uh, recorded. For the listener, Matt Stone's got his uh, smelly feet out in the open and his kick back on the couch. Socks are blue. Oof. Yeah, we they have, have two cans on them. I was wondering. I thought that was a penguin and a rainbow, but Tropical. two can makes more sense. <laughs> Tropical bird. Ooh, I have a surprise. Oh, Matt's uh, got a surprise. While he's getting a surprise, there's another festival coming up in August that you all should come to. They should go with me to. Is it Coachella? It's not. <laughs> Is it Lollapalooza? It's a single band festival. Oh, so a rock and roll concert. In rural New York. Far away. Who is the band? Oh, Fish? A band called Fish. It would be hilarious. Oh, whoa. Well, whoa. This is we were just handed drinks. We were just handed drinks. Surprise drinks. I'm not, I'm not going to mention what brand of beer this is because they're a competing brand with my with our hope to be future sponsor, Miller Lite. But I will say this is an orange uh, variety of this beer. And it's in a nice skinny tubular can <laughs> that I like. I'll say what it is. Hang on. You like this, this sort of can? Yeah. It, this is like no good There's for koozies, Oh, this is uh, not for. I like minute. these are like Red <laughs> Bull sort of cans. Oh, right. They're like all Red Bull. <laughs> it's good. It's coming. Some Red Bull song you love again. For the listener, there's that there's song, that you, song love. you love. <laughs> What's that, Walt? This is great. Okay, got it. Uh, but what I, the reason <laughs> I like? You, I don't Walt. actually like. I guess you're right. I don't like the can, but this kind of can is a signifier of a certain kind of drink, mm. and I like that kind of drink. Gotcha. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, when it's in the skinny tube, that means it's probably <laughs> it's probably fr- fruit flavored. Yeah, it's probably fruit. Flavored. <laughs> so really, you could put it in a I don't know a perfume bottle. I could be spritzing it. I'd be just as happy. Got it. Mm. Oh, now, should we first sip on this? 
is it best if we all talk at the same time? <laughs> well, well, you have to listen to podcasts. It's a professional so, podcast. We do a lot of um, what's the word? Rambling. Okay, I'll say what brand it is because it ties into something I have to go ahead and bleep this. Uh, well, it's the I won't say what it is, but I'll say it is what Post Malone exclusively drinks. Mm-hmm. Not the orange kind, but the regular kind. And uh, I was drinking them backstage at his concert this past week. Ooh, hang on. Brag, right? Whoa. Wow. Is a brag. Wow. Also, buried yeah. the lead. I've got a surprise. We thought it was the drinks. It's that you're friends with Post Malone? Yeah. No, the surprise was the drinks. I just I happened to think that it tied in when I was walking back here with them. Yeah, no shit. So how'd you get backstage at Post Malone? Uh, I heard about in the song how all the girls want to get backstage on Rockstar. Yeah, they say they're with the band. Yeah, so did you say I'm with the band? No, uh, no like, it was Frank. Fucking dork. <laughs> um, Frank... And Mark Connor actually knew the tour manager, just like an old buddy of theirs. Oh, TM was in town for that and was like, "Hey, I don't know if you're into this, but I'm in Raleigh for the night. On the tour managing this tour, Post Malone, Twenty One Savage." So Frank was just kind of like sending out texts asking who wanted to go. And you're like, "Oh boy, did you send this to the right person?" Hell yeah, Post rules. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> How a was blast. it? Did you watch from side stage or mm-hmm. like full blown VIP experience? Him? No, saw him. Walking by, full blown. Full. <laughs> he, we were backstage. That's usually reserved for AIDS. <laughs> full blown um, status. What? God. <laughs> we saw him leaving the. He didn't like kick it. Really, he like walked straight from the shower to the tour bus kind of vibe, and we saw him walking through the hallway. And he like, as he was saying bye to Frank's friend, the tour manager, he like. Said like a bye bye, like a thanks for coming kind of thing, and then just kept walking. Anyway, but I did see him in he his, had his thumb in his mouth. Only, <laughs> only shorts. Only like he was basically naked, which was a funny. He was wearing shorts. Oh, only. Hang on now. Bring Does this change your opinion about shorts? We off air. There was yeah. Some, when when the man got out of the around. shower, he put shorts on and went to bed. So oh. yeah. Like he he was like towel on head and short, barefoot. Like he was naked. Basically. I guarantee Post is wearing shorts on stage. Uh, if anyone wants to send any pictures of proof that Post Malone has worn shorts on stage, that's at the Nice Price Podcast. Matt Stone doesn't like shorts on stage, especially. I think it's. it's I, I think everyone most agrees. of the room. I think everyone well, agrees that on stage, stage is rarely a good look. Off stage, fine. Um, mm. Off stage, I'm obviously fine. I'm rocking them right now. I look great. <laughs> um, and I'm. I, I mean, I'm also. I'm anti certain shorts, obviously, but. Hmm. Uh, but I think that they that get a bad rap. That doesn't sound very woke. I, <laughs> I think they get a very bad rap. The short. I think that the whole, I think the blanket no shorts rule is is a bad. Life's a simulation. It doesn't on, matter. Guys, I prefer shorts. If it, if they have to do that. If they have so LeBron James, you prefer shorts. <laughs> Trying to dunk up the basketball into the hoop. But it's whatever you want to do, really. I wonder when the moment was. Where jorts reemerged as a signifier of a cool person, mm-hmm. because I would say, for me, not John still Cena. Not. Still has to <laughs> John Cena. Because <laughs> that that seemed to change overnight at one point. Yeah, I'm still not into it. I thought I don't know if I agree with that. That's the only jort you, I've never worn. I've jort, never worn like a, a shorter cutoff jort is what I think has been eternally cool, or like. You look like a rocker, or like a like even. I think that's sort of like a, a biker I think that's selective memory. I feel like in high school, 
and when we were in high school, I think you were getting heavy clowned if you rolled in with cutoff jean shorts. Yeah, I don't even think I had a pair. High school maybe, but there weren't guys that looked like rockers in, in junior high either. Well, yeah, well, but you what he's saying, me. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there weren't guys who looked like they were in the Almond Brothers in my Alonzo <laughs> Morning jersey. <laughs> and but now, like, it fits. A, there's a certain type of person that would wear that. I think. But we, and, you, and when you're 13 years old, you don't look like that. Well, yeah, that's what he's saying. Basically, is that like at a certain point, but old guys. I mean, whoever was cool when they were 13 wasn't wearing this. Now, cool 13 year olds are. Yeah, yeah. And like, when did that yeah. happen? No, that's cool. yeah, oh, that right. I don't know. That's fashion history. Yeah, I could turn back time. I'd go there, experience that. I think you meant like adults who like, as a fashion tip, wore that like wore them. They clearly they they probably had an, like a sort of timeless rock like rocker dude look. I guess is what I'm trying to Rucker say. Rucker dude. Or I mean, the li- uh, speaking of, hang on. Darius shorts Rucker? on stage. ACDC. Exclusively shorts on stage. Thoughts? Then we're getting into costume territory where it's that sort of okay. Stume. But I, I, I would bet none of those other, I mean, Malcolm Young certainly was wearing jeans. Um, Probably. Uh, James, maybe? He was wearing big flower pattern shorts. <laughs> Long sleeve tunic. Uh, now, I, I, well, it's interesting because the shorts, the main criticism is how it makes you look like a child, you said. And there's That's Angus it. looking as much like a child yeah, as possible. Intentionally. He only he took a pacifier out of his mouth. That's the <laughs> only thing he did to, to not be a, an actual, like, baby on stage. But he's cool. Agreed, right? Yeah, he's cool. Shorts chat. <laughs> yep. to you by Welcome to the shorts cast. Welcome to the shorts cast. <laughs> Not on stage. Unless it's a costume. Not on stage. Unless it's a costume or... (laughs) This should have been been brought up on the Our Eggs episode. Because he's very pro. Like, he'll argue it. Like, it's a thing of his. He 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 wears shorts shorts on on stage. stage. Hmm. Hmm. I'm cool with it. (laughs) All of a sudden, cool with it now. (laughs) If he wants to. (laughs) Sure. Sure. I mean, you can do whatever you want. First of all, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. well I guess it, it really depends on the setting. Yeah. Like, Not saying let's make any laws. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you gotta be careful around here in North Carolina with this legislature. Anyway, uh, not a political podcast, but it depends on the setting. Like, even literally venue to venue, I think it is going to change whether or not it's totally acceptable or not. Like, I could, like, I feel like shorts on stage at Lincoln Theater are somehow much worse than like Slims. Or even kings, like mm. on Lincoln Theater, it's like ooh. That oh just... well, I mean, the higher the stage, certainly the worse it gets. <laughs> the more knee and shin I can see on some. See, I'm more offended, not offended, pale but like, kid. I'm more annoyed as far as the stage sees with the carabiner or uh, cell phone uh, oh, yeah. outline and pocket. That <laughs> bothers oh, yeah. me a lot more. The cell phone. Than I like the cell phone yeah, that takes me out of it for <laughs> yeah. sure. That I can't stand, but shorts <laughs> is not as big a thing for me. <laughs> I've heard some people even say like like Ian Sinonius I think doesn't even like water bottles like all sitting on an amp or anything because it like just looks if you told me he never drank water I'd believe you well I meant like as far as the way he wants his stage to look when he performs mm. like a plastic water bottle looks bobo to him like, this is supposed to be a show yeah it breaks the, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> like I'm here to put on a yeah, show I'm here to look good so I'm does he use like a bucket and a dipper <laughs> I don't know what he Prison uses style? I'm sure he drinks water on stage what I saw when the makeup lady I, he brought out a Jaritos or Jaritos Oh, that is, soda. A, that is came a tight stage, stage move. Yeah. <laughs> what flavor? That's amazing. You know? It was Mandarin, bright maybe? red or orange. Oh, that, the, well, the red is the like the fruit punch, and then the orange Cinnamon. is the Mandarin. But it was like that was just a Cinnamon. cool little bonus <laughs> part of him punch. walking on stage, already looking cool as shit. Mm-hmm. But he had like this bright soda. <laughs> well, he he wears a suit every day, correct? I've never seen him even in a t-shirt. 
Maybe a t-shirt under a suit coat. Yeah, he he certainly dresses up most days. Like because he's pretty active on social media, but it'll be pictures Indeed. of him and so and so like hanging out with so and so in wherever they are, and he always looks like Berlin. Yeah, he always looks dapper. It's never him in like Target, get drinking like a Gatorade. I wonder when the last time he was in Target was. I bet he goes there. Yeah, I bet uh, it in was disguise. More recent than you would think. In disguise. He's probably wearing like a Washington Capitals hat, and like shorts and a T-shirt, and no one can tell it's him. Pony, sure. He probably got a ponytail. Anyway, enough of this shit. <laughs> this is a podcast about records. That's all we ever talk about. Uh, first up, Ali, you want to go first? I, uh, I, I'll keep it short and sweet. I don't have much to say. Talk as long as you want. For the listeners, she's looking for a sheet of paper with notes on it. It's not she almost spilled a Bud Light orange all over the keyboard. Yeah. Oh, well, let's, um, <laughs> hang on. Are we okay? Are we Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of movement on the uh, west side of the room. Uh, how did you gauge the direction? Do you know to your north? It just felt like this is the direction Hillsborough Street goes west. I believe that is Fair. incorrect, unfortunately. I believe that is. Mm. Oh wait, no, shit. Yes, I like from him heading that way. Would yes, be. apology accepted. I was making mistakes. We're, <laughs> we're literally facing bitch. opposite directions, and so I was like doing the exact opposite of what you're doing. <laughs> Even though those directions are still actually the same. I will accept facing. your apology, but I will never forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a directions podcast. All right. Okay, I've got my. <laughs> I couldn't even say the joke I wanted to, so don't worry about it. Man, sounded good, though. I mean, if I can slip it in later. It's cracking him up, I'll tell you that. He's all busted up. (laughs) Giggling like a schoolboy. What's so damn funny? Come on. (laughs) I was hoping to break in before she said the uh, album she's actually talking about and say, honking on Bobo. (laughs) You know, the the 15-year anniversary edition of Aerosmith's honking on Bobo. (laughs) Hey. You remember we talked about Bobo and Walt when you were here last time? I was present. Yeah. That blows my mind that honking on Bobo is its second appearance. <laughs> That's a while. Is it honking on Bobo or honking on a Bobo? Well, it's honking. It's not honking. It is. Honking. Is it on a Bobo or on a There's no Bobo. Way. There's no uh. Honking on Bobo. Now, who's Bobo? Honking on Bobo. Is Bobo the name of someone? Yeah, what is the significance and honking. Tune in next. <laughs> tune in next week. <laughs> Can someone explain that to me? Honking, honking me is a uh, is in reference to the fact that they're playing a lot of harmonica. So the harmonica. Call, they're calling playing that honking. So like, Bobo is the name is of that, that harmonica. Bobo, Bobo I don't know. <laughs> you said that so confidently. Are you sure that that's what it means? Doesn't the cover of the CD have a harmonica on it? I, I mean, you're the dildo. one reviewing it. You tell I thought me. Thought it was a dildo. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I might be misremembering this cover. Dildo, well, for the listener, dildo. it's either a, it was either a harmonica or a dildo. I don't. <laughs> either way, somebody's talking on it. I'm not sure. I understand. I guess my question is: Is every harmonica Bobo, or is it this? Speci- is it like Lucille, and it's like this is my harmonica Bobo? <laughs> I don't know if the harmonica's name is Bobo. I don't know. Well, what if else? That's, you, that's what you're honking on, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't know what the title of the record means. But we agree it's a good album title, right? <laughs> <laughs> One of the best. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> and if I uh, 
was a true pro, I could have delivered that joke seamlessly and oh, it would have ruled. Well, well, I'm glad we talked about it anyway. Yeah. We'll fix <laughs> we it in post. Yeah, we'll, oh, thank we'll you. make it happen. We'll fix it in post. I appreciate that. The record I'm going to talk about is... The 15-year anniversary edition of Aerosmith's Honkin' on Bobo. Whoa, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> nice singer. Great, great timing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like how, Allie, you did what everyone does after someone says a good joke and yells good timing. (laughs) That's what they say. That's how you know it's natural. Jokes are all about timing. I like your suit knot. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Is people listen to this? (laughs) Not many. What's, What's weekly listeners? Give me a number. I mean, more than you think, uh, not as many as we'd hoped. It's probably one of those. <laughs> that's, the, that's a fair summary. More than you think, not as much as we hope. Yep. Good enough. Hey, that's hey, such is life. All the many fans of the Nice Prize podcast, you got to keep that under wraps. So anyway, well, all right. Hey, honking on Bobo. Let's go. Continued. Mary Lattimore is a really um, unique kind of experimental harpist. Um, and <laughs> It was going to be a tough transition no matter what. No matter what. But, but experimental harpist yeah. was maybe the toughest. Yeah. All right, well... <laughs> Yeah, but but I don't know that she would call herself an experimental harpist, but is but Joe Perry still a, plays guitar, right? But, but I thought if I just set it up and called her a harpist, you, you would immediately think give Joanna the wrong Newsom. Idea because you either think Joanna Newsom or you think like classical or right angelic, which is not. It's not that it's not angelic, but she her of musical style is different. Is it instrumental? Yes. Entirely. Uh, yeah, I think there may be some vocals involved, but there. Not the feature. What? They're more of like a drone, like another instrument. Interesting. But I overall, s- it's pretty ambient. Uh, oh, the record is called Hundreds of Days. And it's this really peaceful, sort of melancholy, drony, uh, spacious. Mm, I don't know what to call it besides experimental we would keep it in the weirdo section at okay, the store that, yeah so we'd fi- so is it <clears throat> which in parentheses has hard to classify yeah on the yeah. tab avant-garde hard <laughs> which to, to your point of not being able to think of a word that fits what does it um is it I, I don't know much about i actually saw her perform live one time where and when uh a while ago that was when and it was at I believe it was the Carolina Theater or maybe Deepak. I honestly don't know which is which. Um, where did we see Dwight Yoakam that one time? We saw Dwight Yoakam at Carolina Theater. Okay, so it was at Carolina Theater, and she was actually playing the opening and interludes for a live podcast performance of Criminal, hmm. the Durham, the oh. local podcast, podcast, Criminal. Yeah. yeah, who, by the way, is the, probably going to win the <laughs> Indie Indie Award for Best Local Podcast, which we weren't. We were in the short, the long list of nominees. Didn't make it to the short list, which I think we can all agree is total bullshit. Um, nope, don't care. I mean, at what point do you not get to be considered local podcast anymore? Like, does This American Life yeah, win gonna, the Chicago for the podcast listener, award? Point out, this is, these are good points that Parker's making, not me, so I'm not casting shade on anyone else. But yeah, it's bullshit. Also, like, I 
Criminal's a great podcast. It rules. Made by quality people. Um, so anyway, so Mary <laughs> Lattimore was on the side of the stage. Uh, what do you call it? <clears throat> playing harp? Doing harp? I think she you was said it right the, the first time. Strumming? Fucking? Like, she was doing all that. And it was before the show started. And then because Criminal's a podcast that is not a comedy one at all. It's a scripted podcast, usually, with some interviews. The uh, I forget her name, even though I know her voice so well. Phoebe Judge. That's the one. Phoebe Judge was up there. So she was reading from a script or some animations, and sometimes Mary Lattimore played over that as well at times. Oh, that's Does she cool. live in Durham? I believe so. She's certainly like within the realm. Maybe she's in like Pittsburgh or something or Chatham County. But she's like in the area for sure. Got it. I don't know if she's from here. But Does she live around here? I guess yeah. that's all I was asking. Didn't know that. So yeah. So my question, I guess, with harp music is is it just solo harp? Do you? How does it work? Do you layer it? Do you like effects? You can do whatever you want. Or does she? I guess is my question. Uh, it it depends on the track, but for the most part, I mean, you can always identify it, and it's like the feature of every song. Is it melodic, or is it ambient, or is it it's, a little bit of it's both? It's a little bit of both. Yeah, that that's what I was. See, Parker's better than me already it. at this podcast <laughs> thing, because I was trying to sort of like there's like solo acoustic guitar, and then there's people that use the guitar to create like a overarching sound thing right and what yeah is it closer to sounding like a picked guitar and it's where it's a where there is some sort of melodic structure or is it more of a uh, it's really both i think that's why i like it so much because it's it satisfies both sides of that equation but if i had to choose i would call it ambient because it I put it on when I want to listen to something ambient. Got it. There's a lot of movement. It's sometimes you kind of feel like you're coming, like bobbing in the water, or like coming up from underwater and then going back under, like that kind of feeling. Whoa! But it is melodic, and like you know, the harp is obviously a harp, and it's obviously playing chords and stuff. I know so little about the harp. I don't think I've I've uh, saw her play one on that stage, but I was far away. I don't know that I've ever been within, like, 50 feet of a harp. Like, I don't know what it even looks like up close. I've seen, um, is it a Disney cartoon with the, and then birds Fantasia? come out of it or some shit? I think that was, a, that was probably done a bunch of times. Yeah. So, that's my, that's the, mo- that's the most I know about it. I'll even, do you play both hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pick it, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you do. And do you wear, uh, like, finger picks or do you just go straight nails or... Tips. I think that's preference. Like, Do you guitar. pinch them and like <laughs> you more plucking? Oh yeah, is mm. it a pluck? Well, there oh, there's some plucking. Do you uh, flick it? I don't know a lot Bing. about. If you can't pluck it. Fuck it. Brought to you by harp. harp enthusiasts should have that bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. Oh, harp, harpist, pluck it. Or if you no, can't, if you pluck, can't it, pluck it, fuck it. Mm. <laughs> well, I feel like that might get misconstrued. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already. I'm already. Not my best idea. That's the thing I said. (laughs) Even though Parker said it. For the listener, for listener, Parker Parker said that. (laughs) So, okay, so you you uh, you think it's an ambient? So thumbs up, thumbs down. (laughs) Love it, hate it. Love it. Not right. I love. I just love her music. Um, So she does a lot of stuff with other. I'm sorry. Well, I was just gonna say I love her music, and if you have loved stuff she's released in the past, you'll love this too because it's of the same vein. Where is she? Uh, is this is she late in her career? No, I think this is either. I couldn't tell if this was her second full length 
ever or just her second one on this label, Ghostly? Mm. I know she did a, a collaboration record with Elise Thebner Miller, mm-hmm. um, I believe last year or maybe earlier <clears throat> this year. I can't recall. Um, but she's played on a lot of stuff, and I see her in events and stuff around town, obviously playing a lot. Oh, is she local? She lives in Durham. We went through this, Parker. Um, Listener, now- Parker's own dad. He got this uh, this unmentioned beer orange and he is <laughs> someone's already blown it up and said it straight up what it was all the words although she lives in LA now oh but that's recent I didn't know that Holly Weird Holly Weird La La Land but yeah she's cool and this um, while she was writing and maybe even recording this album she was living in uh, the head I think Oh, what did I write? Headland <laughs> Center. The head. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought, well, I thought, I thought you were going to say the Empire State Building. The head of the Empire State Building. I was going to joke about, uh, what's her name, Lady Liberty? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's zap, good. Zap. Of Liberty. What was that, Walt? Zippity zap. <laughs> Classic Walt Singer. <laughs> um. The Headland Center for the Arts, which is, uh, I think it's like an art school, but also offers these uh, residencies for artists, and it's like 15 at a time and lasts for two or three months, where you just like live and work, and that's it. I mean, it's just like this beautiful place. Where's it at? Um, Like Northern Pacific Coast. Um over on that side of got it the west US. coast pacific northwest yeah that oh, was that pacific or specific <laughs> both west bagwan territory um so that, does that mean so whatever that place is like <laughs> yeah, what was that word you just said <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know what that meant cool listeners no <laughs> oh boy just sort of some uh let, i'll let it ride <laughs> listener if you know what that is don't tell me i don't give a shit <laughs> I didn't even hear the word. I feel like well, you, would, you, would, you would know about it. Oh. That Netflix documentary. Uh, Bagwan? <laughs> yeah, the Bagwan. Oh, the, the Wild Wild, wild Country. Wild, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, I have. Yes. I believe it's a Duplass brother was involved. Like yeah, they were the producers. It's about like a really cool group of people that are super nice and hang out and cool <laughs> with everyone. Um, so yeah, let's move on. Matt Phone, you ready to roll? Hey, let's do it. Um, I was going to talk about the new Parquet Courts album. Tight. Pretty famous band now. They are. They were on um, Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres' show. Yeah, hey, how about that? Which, I don't know a whole ton about them. I know they get compared to a band I like a lot. What band is that? Pavement. You see, I was holding my tongue about this. Walt, hold your horses. <laughs> Hang on now, Walt. Um, <sighs> this band is... Okay, there's there's a couple of reasons I wanted to talk about this because I've gone from uh, being skeptical on this album to listening to it, being pleasantly surprised, like oh this is actually pretty good and not what I was expecting, to like actually really loving it now. Like I love this album. Whoa, love L U V, L U V, and it's one of the main notable things about this album that a lot of people I think read and sort of didn't know what to think about it was the fact that Danger Mouse produced it. 
Ah, I recall him. He made the Grey album. He did. And also uh, Attack and Release, the fifth Black Keys album. He's made a lot of albums. He makes the, albums. Those are two. Gnarls Barkley. <laughs> yep. he was, yes, he, he is one half of, of the duo Gnarls Barkley. Produced a, a Beck album. Mm-hmm. Which, insanely, they tried to allege that their name was not inspired by the basketball player Charles Barkley. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> the Round Mound of Rebound. They allege, like, no, 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 we just like the name. It's, it's yeah, a, you like it because it sounds like it sounds just thing. like Charles Barkley. Like, what are we talking about here? Anyway, continue. So this sort of weirdo rock band that's usually attached to like a DIY ethos and just oh uh, no, I saw him on Ellen. Right. This <laughs> recently I mean, they, they, they got there themselves. Oh, yeah. one time I was hanging out with some rednecks. Doesn't matter who, doesn't matter why. And one of them got up to go get a beer, and as he was leaving the room and close to like he the uh, one other redneck shouted at him like hey bud grab me grab me one first redneck returns no beer in hand and he realizes that he he had not heard the other redneck's request to bring him the beer other redneck turns to the room and says i swear that boy here's about as good as ellen degeneres and we all sat there like is ellen like a heart of here i don't no, and then we slowly came to realize that he meant Helen Keller. <laughs> <laughs> and he had wow. gotten the names mixed up in his brain. Wow. Oh, my God. I had heard that story before, but forgot all about it until right now. Oh, and he, but he was very confident. Like, I swear that boy here's about as good as Ellen DeGeneres. And we're like, yeah, man, tell about it. He can't. Can't you hear good? I don't. Uh, like kind of pulling the room, looking around like, I don't get it either. Do you get it? Is this some weird like stereotype that cheers. rednecks think about lesbians? Yeah, I know. That's what I was, I was racking my brain for that. Yeah. And by hear good, you know what I really mean, right? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> Is it like an, an earmuffs thing? That, I've got some thoughts on Helen Keller as well, but I'm going to save those for another but, podcast. Oh, about, I was what? not going to bring it up because I'm familiar with these thoughts and... Man, they are not uncontroversial. What? I, I, I don't, don't know them. For the Helen Keller Truther podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All, I will not go into too much detail. I will just say that I am sadly... He can't, even, he can't control himself. He has to, to bring it up. as a Helen Keller Truther. I obviously believe in the fact that she could not see or hear. That's not the part I'm disputing. I'm not like a lunatic. I just dispute some of the... I'm not a lunatic. Some of the uh, beliefs and opinions attributed to her, and uh, okay, we'll save it for another pod. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that out. Nope. 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 Leave it in, baby. Hey, you know what? Holler at me. I'll talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't wait. It's not offensive. It's controversial. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she did anything. Okay. What, yeah, wrong? That, you said you I weren't going to go into I it. That's the problem. I, mean, I don't think she did anything. Like I'm not saying she had like ill intentions with anything. Oh boy. You said you didn't want to go into it. You clearly really want to go into it, kind of. Uh, not anymore. I can feel, I can feel you sure? like. sure? I'm just saying she didn't say any of that shit she, they said she said. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Her thoughts on war? Give me a fucking break. American rock band Parquet Courts. <laughs> um, she was like they, a hardcore commie, okay. right? Tell me how she knows what communism is, Parker. How could she possibly even conceive of the concept of communism? <laughs> she could see. She can't see. She can't hear. Oh wait, that's right. I get how you can how you can tell her what water is. Dip her hand in water. Rub her hand. That means water. Boop. Keep doing that. And tell me how. Now, what do you dip her hand into to say? Now that's communism, Helen. Understand this bizarre concept that half the world fucking gets wrong. I'm not. See, hey, that one hey, actually do me into. You can be blind. You can be deaf. 
but you know oppression when you feel it. <laughs> See, I I don't think she's without the capability. I'm, I'm to feeling some oppression on talking about this record. For the listener, he's getting very worked up. I'm not worked up. <laughs> I'm fine. red over here. Y'all are worked like, up. I'm fine. Red is a brick. I'm very relaxed on this couch. I'm fine. Edit that shit two out. Cans. Nope, it's staying in. <laughs> Me and the two cans. I just don't. Uh, and it's BLO. And the. It was a, there was a and, book of like quotations that were like <laughs> double <laughs> you the two cans of the two, two cans. cans two cans <laughs> oh my gosh look at this guy <laughs> I love that so much. I gotta take your picture two cans of two cans sorry that's so funny <laughs> uh, you should probably explain oh. what you're talking about <laughs> I don't know if it will have translate. we mentioned that he has two cans on his socks <laughs> and, uh, not two cans but two cans well you see here uh, we call headphones cans here and I'm holding a can and I have two cans on my socks Oh, well, God. sorry about the flash. <laughs> God. Yeah. Did you see, did you see that, that sign? No flash photography? <laughs> Someone shut up. You get kicked out of here. God, I Helen Keller could have seen that flash. Helen Jarrett, too. All right, well, we're definitely not being Ellen generous to Matt Stone over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he should probably... T- Tell us more than nothing at all about the Parquet Courts album. I've said pretty much if all that's I what say you're about even it, talking about. He said he yeah. loves it. No, you, you, you got some thoughts. Um, I went in with not low expectations, just uh, the combination of that band and Danger Mouse. Whenever you, whenever you read something like that, you you often wonder like, is there, are they going to change their sound because of this association now? Like, what could he possibly do? to like it seemed like an odd pairing like why would this man want this producer yeah what's the motivation to like go this direction but apparently he came to them just as a fan oh. like it wasn't like a label thing it wasn't like let's get let's change our direction let's get this pop producer kind of guy he just liked the band a lot and was like well, offered offered his assistance in production and they were like yep yeah, sure and he they in every interview I've read or watched since the album came out Andrew Savage is basically saying like it wasn't so much we he adapted to us like he he was telling us things that he thought about what we had already been demoing and and we came in with a lot of material um, and sounds we, like he's worried that uh, Danger Mouse is going to get too much credit and and there are some dance numbers on here uh, the title track for sure the title track is very dancey and it's what they played on Ellen. I could believe that someone, like, if you played that, someone could say, like, is this LCD sound system? Like, I believe that sure that could occur. But he, and he basically contributed to that. He was like, I was listening to, like, a lot of disco records when I was writing this album. I was listening to a lot of this and that. He was like, this is what we took to him. These, these are songs that already kind of existed, and he just sort of... And if you didn't know, I guess what I mean by that is... Yes, you could point to that song in particular, especially, and be like, ooh, they, they're going a different direction. I bet it's because they had this hot shit producer. But also, it, it still sounds, at least sonically, like them. Like, you wouldn't necessarily know that he produced it, which is what I think a lot of people are kind of worried about and skeptical about when they first started reading that. Yeah, there's not because like they're just scratches. That, that's like one song, and there's another kind of dancey, groovy one, too. But then there's like songs like Total Football, which sound like just a gnarly parquet court song. I think it's just the more the more I listen to it as a fluid album and, and he, like read interviews with them, 
and sort of dive into the lyrics especially a little more it's it's a really good fluid album and and that song that song I keep going back to that one song because it is their most unique sounding song it's like the, the dance song I don't think that's the best parquet court song what's the name of that song Wide Awake the Title titular Wide, Wide Awake uh, I wouldn't say it's the best parquet court song because it sounds so different than their other songs but it's a super good song just as a song goes and I was pleasantly surprised with how I ended up liking this album because I expected to not. It's got a good album cover, I think. Drawn by yeah. A. A. Savage. Savage. Yeah. How's the art booklet? It's fucking great. Cool. The whole the layout of the record is great. The art in it is great. Is that an art booklet or a fart booklet? <laughs> a. Dot Savage. <laughs> yes. Adam Savage from and Mythbusters. Drew. I think it's Andrew, but his brother uh, is Max. He who plays drums. He's a, he's always uh, it always just says a Savage, but they do put the Savage is my game because Savage is how I feel. One of the lyrics to this album. It's also written under his face on the layout. Hmm. Yeah, I. So I got to this band a little bit late when they first rolled out the constant comparisons to certain bands that I wasn't super into, such as Pavement. I don't, I don't really get that one as much. I, I don't know if it's what it is. If it's the vocal delivery, I'm not sure why the reasoning is. But that it's not that I dislike Pavement necessarily. Um, Everyone loves it. But Walt, Walt, hold your horses. It, oh, boy. But um, it's just like it was so constant that I was like, ah. So I took a while to actually finally check them out. And then it wasn't until I heard the song Instant Disassembly on Sunbathing Animal that I was like, oh, I actually really like this band. Like that song, like, I love that song. And... I started listening to that record a lot and then went back to some of the earlier stuff and then now I'm excited for every release and I've been listening to this one and at first I was just hearing the singles and there was I mean it seemed when all you hear is the the title track you think that perhaps the whole album is a full shift like whoa okay sure. I'm not opposed to this this oh, is good oh they've made a dance record but like they've <laughs> decided to make a dance record and I want to hear a Parquet Chords dance record I'm just curious what it's going to sound like Yeah. and then you get into it and it's not as much that but it's still very I mean, it's still a parquet court record. It's sort of that performance. They did when I went on YouTube and saw that they were on Ellen, which kind of flipped my lid. And I clicked on it, and she was like, "Here they are playing one of my favorite songs out right now." And I'm like, "What is this world?" I thought it was a goof. Yeah, and then they come. They the curtain opens, and it's them. And A Savage is wearing like this like kimono thing and sunglasses. He looks like he's dressed wacky. Like he clearly is like they're not. He was like, we're about to be on Ellen. I'm just going to, like, look goofy, I guess, and get all my friends. Because, like, Jarvis from Woods is on stage, too. Okay. Playing, like, of some auxiliary percussion. And so you can tell they were like, yo, we're in New York. We're going to be on Ellen, sending out texts. Hey, do you want to play, like, a bongo or a conga or a bell or something? Because it's, like, a bunch of people dancing in the background, and it looks like they were just goofing off and playing this dance song that they have on this new album and that Ellen is a fan of apparently it was all just a very bizarre surreal <laughs> thing to watch that band on that show Friggin daytime talk show try, trying to gain some perspective you know sometimes you gotta take a walk in other people's shoes <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I I recall I think we got an email from the distributor or from the label that was like don't miss it Parquet Court's on Ellen and I thought it was gonna be a goof where like their new music video somehow it's a, like, you know, I, or like going I, to a commercial 
Yeah. They're, uh, you hear like 10 seconds of it. Yeah, or like a billboard or something, or like their posters out front of her studio. It never occurred to me <laughs> that they were performing live on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Is it just called the Ellen show? I think it's just called Ellen. Just Ellen. Like Oprah. Sure. Jerry. Jerry? Springer. Jerry. <laughs> oh, you mean the Jerry Springer show? Mm, okay. Ozzy? I thought it was a Seinfeld joke you were making. Ah. Uh, oh, like Jerry <laughs> instead of just Seinfeld. I thought you were confusing. I thought you thought I was talking about uh, that would have been funny. Garcia. That's what Ooh. I was referencing when I said Jerry. <laughs> Parker, <laughs> guess what I'm going to in a couple weeks? Probably the same thing I'm going to, Brad. Zedica, baby. <laughs> hey, holler at me. I'll ride along. Ooh, You're the driving? John Mayer band, right? He's <laughs> in it. He's in it. <laughs> Thoughts on John Mayer? Indifferent. Yeah. My, as, as, uh, as a member of the dead, I mean. I was hanging out with my brother-in-law, and he said, just don't look at him. <laughs> so I was like, that's pretty good advice, actually. Just don't look at him, and you'll you'll feel pretty good about everything that's happening. <laughs> I don't so much actively dislike John Mayer, but he is he's the name that's always used in that thing I hate, where when I'm just simply saying I don't like something, people want to defend it and say, but he's a really good guitar player. Oh, yes, his talent. And I'm like... Okay, sure. Maybe he is. I, I still don't like it. That way that people defend... He's he was, he's one of the main ones that that always happens to. For sure, yeah. My issue is I read this horrific interview with him in Rolling Stone magazine one time about his, I believe, his most recent album, and he said that he was trying to go for his... his he was going to make his Fleetwood Mac 70s XS record, so he bought a bunch of very expensive suits and a very expensive car and hired a driver he would put those suits on, and his driver would pick him up in that expensive car and drive him to the studio every day so he could get in the right mindset to make his rumors. See, that doesn't even bother me that much. Well, my thought I was like, with that. well, yeah, but all the songs were due to <laughs> and so it doesn't well, matter. Well, like, sure, that's... You, can, you can cosplay as free, Fleetwood Mac all you want, but, like, what do we, like... And also, he almost made it sound like he, it was some sort of honorable thing. He was doing, like, well, you know, I took one for the team and bought a bunch of expensive suits and a nice car and got driven to the... Like, give me a fucking break with this. I'll see you there, Matt Stone. I'll see, yeah, I saw him on. Hot, I saw him on. <laughs> Dead Hot and Co. is what we're talking. He was about. on Hot Ones. How did he do? Oh, it? I haven't I'll, seen I'll that, watch yet. that. He seemed like a goof. He seemed like fine. I heard his attempts at, <laughs> at uh, stand-up comedy one time. It was about, between about full racist as... and borderline racist, somewhere oh, in that mix. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Now was he's he just not... doing like word for word Eddie Murphy bits. <laughs> what, yeah, he did. The, he did the whole Chris Rock thing. Yeah, the, from the Office. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he just was making a bunch of. Uh, he he started out as ah, I'm not gonna get into it. Who cares about fucking John Mayer doing stand up comedy? Anyway, new parquet court. <laughs> Thought I was gonna not like it. I do like it. Um, what are we gonna play a track from that? Hey, yeah, let's hang on. What what's that? Walt? can I go use the restroom? Uh, we will take a break. And we will uh, play a Parquet Court song and come back with uh, some more Nice Price Podcast.
And we're back. Cool. Thanks for that. Uh, that was Parquet Courts, and it was a song that Matt chose. It's called Total Football. Total Football. Track one. Now, do we know if that's um, the good kind or the across-the-pond kind? Football, that is. Um, uh, one could argue that not so hot time for the NFL right now. <laughs> Australian <laughs> rules. <laughs> Aussie rules football. No, that's Aussie rules football, not Aussie rules football. Right. That's... The very last song, the very last line of the song is "fuck Tom Brady." Oh, that's tight. <laughs> that's a sentiment I agree with. Uh, fins up for life. So, speaking of across the pond, Ben, I want to talk about Goat o- Girl opening for Parquet Courts at the Cat's Cradle. Cat's Cradle. That's my plug. You'll month. hear it later. Don't know the. You gonna be there, Matt? Uh, I would like to be. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna go. Let's go. Okay, we're going. So, if you're gonna be at that Parquet Courts or Goat Girl show and you see us and you want to buy me or Matt a Miller Lite, you should do it. Um, or uh, maybe an orange-flavored beer. Matt will drink anything. I'll drink anything. Hot piss, for piss, example. Piss, shit, whatever. <laughs> I'll drink shit, Matt says. <laughs> piss, shit, whatever. <laughs> um, so, Goat Girl. Um, label, not, maybe not label mates, but like label adjacent. I can't remember which label each of them are on. Oh, no, they're on They're on Rough Trade. Is that what Parquet Courts are on? Yes. Ah, Label mates with Parquet Courts, Go Girl. They are English four piece from England. Uh, I don't know where. I actually don't know if there's four of them. There might be five. Just making up things here on uh, the Nice Price Podcast. Well, I listen to the record a lot and I actually love it. I just don't know anything about them as people. But I know that the record is awesome. Um, it's kind of a long one. You got like 19 tracks to cover. But it's it, it it's got a lot of tracks to it, but it's actually a lot of interludes, and a lot of the songs are kind of short, and they sort of flow into one another really well. So despite it being, as Walt said, a 19-track record, it's still a single LP, and it's not a crazy length. Does that make sense? It's not a Ramon situation, but it's also because there's a lot of like minute songs, like these neat little ideas. Um, and the thing that I think is cool about that also is I can I can't conceive that all of these songs were written as this way ahead of time. There must have been a lot of like they had some tunes, they had some singles that came out that are on this record and they must have sat down in the studio and then sort of formed the flow to all these songs together, you know? As opposed to like some people like, Okay, we've got twelve songs, let's sort of like work out a track list. This was obviously more intentional than that, like getting from getting from point A to point B was very much like thought out process of weaving these songs all together. Um, I don't know how to describe Ali. What is the what's the R I Y L for people? Mm, maybe like Grass Widow if you ever listen to that, or uh, like it's it's more like the biggest thing. That, if you like the raincoats, I think you would like Go Girl, but it, not that they sound. It's of the same. Jim Brewer. Like, feeling. <laughs> See, because his famous character, Goat Boy, is the, oh. the joke, the awful joke that Parker's making. <laughs> Parker's had that in his back pocket That's for about two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, as soon as he got the text that you were talking about this record, yeah, he was or like, longer. It might be on that sheet of paper he's holding. You remember that bit that Jim Brewer would do about chord changes <laughs> and how guitars act like it's magic? Do you remember that bit? I don't. <laughs> but he, uh, Helen Keller, that one out of my memory. <laughs> He did a uh, the the band. I was having a hard time describing because it. it's more like dark than heavy. Does that make sense? But is it scary? Like goth? 
uh, uh, it's not spooky, not scary. Uh, <laughs> it's scary. I'm so scared. Uh, no, it, 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 I'm so scared. Uh, <laughs> listening to this oh. I don't want to listen to Go Girl, give me chills. <laughs> I don't want to listen to Go Girl. Too scary. Um, <laughs> it's more of a like it's like the the sound sonically it is dark, but it's not particularly heavy. Like it's got like sort of like a Nick Cave almost. Oh, oh, no, he's scary. <laughs> now he actually well. Have you seen that that popular meme of Nick Cave's face and it says fake vampire sings the blues? Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. Um, pretty Nick good. Cave, one of the best live shows I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Agreed. He uh he I think we talked about this on the pod already. Did we talk about when he bought honey at the Whole Foods that a friend of mine worked at? Did he I'll say take it? I'll take one of those. Yeah. Did he say anything? Hang on, I think well I'm about ready to re up, baby. Yep. Uh he walked up and was clearly Nick Cave and everyone was like, Oh my god, that's Nick Cave and he walked up and was like where are the the bears? What? And I can't. I'm not gonna do his accent. But uh, your little bears. And then someone was like, bears? And he's like bear. And he was talking about the the honey honey uh, tubes shaped like teddy bears. And uh, and then here's the funny part. Warren Ellis, who was with him, which I thought was cute. They tagged along with the Whole Foods together. They, Best friends. Uh, he got. It's five o'clock everywhere. Like chia seeds mm. and. Like. Flax seeds. Chia seeds. Chia I bet seeds. he's been listening to the pod. Well, also... Health tips from L.A.B. <laughs> a bad seed bought bad seeds. Oh, yeah. At Whole Foods, get it? Or at least or good seeds. seeds. Ah, bad seed bought seeds. You're stretching for the... <laughs> you're forcing the joke. Yeah. A bad chia, round of, a, chia a seed seed round of applause seeds. for Jim Brewer earlier. I'm fa- forcing the joke on a bad seed. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we all gave a standing ovation. Like People didn't even hear anything you just said because they're still laughing about the Jim Brewer thing. <laughs> Walt loved it. Well, anyway, chia seeds, high in fiber. Is that a good fiber source? It is, and uh, omega threes. Got to get those. Mm. What's up with them? What about one? Oh. It's five o'clock everywhere. I don't, how many omegas, omegas are there? <laughs> <laughs> Not even making a joke. I was laughing at me. Now it's like a dumbass. <laughs> Dare to be stupid. Uh, I'm not a professional podcast. I mean, I is. haven't seen Omega 1 or 2 yet. I don't even know if I could keep up if I started at 3. Well, Why don't they make the whole plan out of a black box? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so back to Goat Girl. Um, the record's great. I, I really like it. I, I it's um, We'll play a tune later. Um, you'll see them later when they open for Parquet Courts. But it has this um, very... Uh, uh, like, they do a great job of building these moments in the songs and having these little, uh, like I said, it's dark, but it's not. I, I, someone compared them to the Libertines, but I think it's just because they're English and young and on the same label. But they don't remind me of the Libertines. That makes me not want to listen to it. Yeah, so don't. That's not R O I L. But um, unless you love the Libertines, in which case, listen to them because hey, as long as you listen to them, I don't care. Why? But uh, you listen to a little bit, Parker. What were your thoughts? I thought it was okay. I was uh, in the middle of doing some things, so I didn't pay very much attention, and I wish I had a better comment than that. Probably shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> so we'll say four out of five stars. Four out of five stars. <laughs> Fucking loves this band. Allie has listened to it. Um, only earlier reference bands that I hadn't heard, so I couldn't tell how spot on her, her things were. So, or, I mean, I know the raincoats, but the other one I didn't know. But um, it's it's got this... Um, this sort of indefinable kind of 
uh, playfulness and energy to it that I, that makes me want to. I did the thing I don't often do at the store, which is I would play A side, play the B side, flip it over, play the A side. I would just kind of play it a couple times in a row because part of it is the songs are pretty short and they would get in your head, stuck in your head. By the time they got stuck in your head, the next song had already started. Which is a good move. Yeah. I like when that happens. Yeah, hot move. Well constructed record. Check it out. Go girl. Self titled, I believe. Um, and uh, I think we're probably going to play, what's it called? Country Sleaze, I believe. That's the single. We'll play that one later. Um, but, but the most important thing is the reason that both Parker and Walt are here. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Well, I'm here. I'm excited to talk about the new Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks album, Sparkle Hard. Is that how you say his name? Sparkle name Hard. Sparkle Hard. Now, he was in a band before this, correct? Stephen Malkmus? Couple. Yes. Yes. What band? Famously in Pavement, which they started in. When did when did when was their heyday? I want to say this is early '80s, late '70s. It was, it was the '90s. <laughs> it was right dead middle of the '90s. In I would the say. 1990s, you might could say Smack formed dab. late '80s, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's a '90s, 90s band. '90s. Tell me about yeah. the '90s. It's the '90s. Uh, yeah, pretty. One of the big bands in the 90s, certainly one of my favorite bands of all time. It's almost unfair, I feel like, for me to talk about... I can't unbiasedly talk about Stephen Malcolmus, because even before I heard a note of this album, I knew it would be something I listened to over and over and over and all year. I, I, I discovered guy. the same thing and went through the exact same emotions you did. I, well, I was going to ask, is it... Have you liked the last couple? Like a lot. Yeah, I've liked them. Like you, you continue just to like his albums. I continue to like his albums. I have the ones that I think are that are my favorites. Oh, you're you're, you're a real jag bag, aren't you, Parker? I'm a real jag bag. <laughs> that's, what the to, fan, that's what the Malcolm's fans call themselves. Right? <laughs> known to wig out at a jag bag or two. <laughs> I, I, I will say this: I do use the word jag bag now. It's a great word. Really? What the fuck does it mean? It means just like a jerk off, like a uh, fucking asshole. Whoa, I mean, I know whoa family podcast here. <laughs> I know, that, I know that it is like a god. <laughs> I know that it's in the title of the last album, but I've never looked up. What I believe it's a yeah. reference to. I think a it's a band. I think it's a Chicago, like a local Chicago <laughs> term for a jerk. So what does the album title mean? Wig out at Jagbags? Yeah, and so now we're an album before the current album <laughs> listeners, just so you know. But hey, really you want to start at the beginning? The the self-titled well, record? That's my favorite. <laughs> Wait, when Masterpiece. So Is that your favorite, the first mm, one? Yes, it's by great, far. Great album. First, the first Malcolmus or the first Pavement? First Malcolmus solo album, I think, is a truly, truly great record. Titled what? It's self-titled. Self-titled, yeah. And is it, is it, is it a Jix thing or just? It's just Stephen His touring Malcolmus. band, I think he would call the Jicks. Yeah, my I friend, think he... Quickly. Bought a shirt at the show when that when he was touring on support of that album. He had a shirt that actually just says the Jicks. It doesn't even say his name on it. Um, so he's always caught. I think he's always been doing that for his like backing band name. But. Right, and it's been mostly the same people, with like a couple of that the, the drummer has rotated in and out a couple of times because at one point Janet Weiss was the drummer, mm. and now it's uh, well. Here's a some question other guy. I have for both you and Walt, but you first, Parker. What I thought since I was curious, since you are a jam dude, and post pavement and a lot of other things, big called worse. <laughs> I, I didn't mean that as a negative. It's a positive. But well, the the Malcolmus records are jammier at times. 
I recently listened to one in the store, uh, a different solo one. I cannot recall. The cover looked like a, maybe like a South Park situation. There was like cut out. Oh, uh, Pig Lib? Yes. Oh, Pig Lib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to that one. There was points in time, and I was like, this is like, this is jam guitar. There's some stuff. pretty free parts. Which I, I didn't mean it that way. I was like, there's some, some ripping solos and some like lengthy jams. Uh-huh. And I was wondering if maybe in your, in your heart of hearts and your little, your little lizard brain in the back, you actually like this more than Pavement. I think that there are. I don't think that's true. I don't think I like it more than pavement, but I think that there are things about it. I think I can like them both like almost equally. Sure. Wowzers. Because only pavement, because I know how much you love pavement. I right, and I'm also a little bit young, twenty two years old. Brag. <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, have caught like pavement, prime pavement when it was happening. Like Terror Twilight came out when I was. Don't say it. Nine. <laughs> when I was nine years old. <laughs> I'm older than that. How old uh, are you? 34? 33? 34. He nailed it. That's how old I am. I'll be 35 in a couple weeks. Brag. Halfway <laughs> to dead. <laughs> um, Halfway to the dead and cove. That's show, right, baby. But, hey, I'll see you. I'll see you at the middle pole on the lawn, bro. Yeah. So for the listener, when you were curious why I said he was a jam dude earlier, I think you might have gotten a little bit of an idea, a little taste. Um, but well, you. I'm a lot. This, of, I'm a lot of things. Yeah, he's wearing an Iron Maiden shirt right now. And that's also true. They jam. Uh, Walt, you love this record for a different reason, though. He's had an amazing career. He is still relevant. This important cultural icon that means a lot to me and that to me is the part that i find the most curious is that i find that sometimes musicians like this from iconic bands like pavement their solo records are kind of um not looked forward to or scorned or like oh yeah he did that like yeah, it's like no one listens to Mick Jagger solo records. Do you know what I mean? Like this kind of. She's the boss. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Mick. In every used record store bin in fucking America. Mick, you sure you want the sweatpants on the cover? Like, no, no. I'm the boss, despite what the album says. I'm wearing the sweatpants. <laughs> that was Mick's doing the photo shoot for She's But anyhow. Got it. But this, the Malcolmus records, the, the pavement fans like you and Walt still ride hard. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I wrote here in my notes how many people have aged this gracefully in rock and roll. I mean, there's only a few that sound eternally youthful, eternally spirited and inspired. I mean, it's he's awesome. Already going with eternal. It, it might yeah. be it might be something with that era of like indie rock though, because well, you got to put yourself in the 1980s minds, mindset and also listen to most of this when I was like in middle school. I know, and I would maybe even Nick agree. Nick mentioned earlier. I would, I would even, I know people who would say this, and I would even agree that there's a there's oh, River Frank, Frank Black solo records, especially Teenager of the Year, that's far better than any Pixies record. Maybe not far better, Woo! but better. That, I think, is a very spicy take that I, I don't know anyone besides you and Herbie seems to uh, agree with. Yeah, that's a crazy opinion. <laughs> but it's only because I only kind of like the Pixies. But I like that solo album a lot. I feel like that's crazy than what I said about Helen Keller. Does that have headache on it? Yeah, that's the song. That's right what there. a ripper! That album, <laughs> that's the song. Right. Of the year is great, and the one, um, and it may be just because I've heard the Pixies so fucking much now, and since I was only like kind of a fan, I could go the rest of my life without hearing Matt those songs. Matt in his dorm, smoking cigarettes, window cracked. <laughs> but check it out. Listen I want to get back to 
riding on his Adidas. <laughs> riding, what am I riding on them? Uh, 666. Hell Skull yeah. and crossbones, 420, kicking back. Adidas A, period, D, period. Yeah, <laughs> All day I dream about soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Flip that Pixies, bro. I thought you were going with a corn joke there, not a Pixies joke. That's what mine was. <laughs> Life is peachy, Matt always says. Well, are you ready for more opinions on Stephen Malcolmus? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned the jamminess of it, because I do think that that is one thing he brings to the Jicks that maybe with a more democratic band like Pavement, they couldn't, he couldn't really work there's that no, in. There's no Bob Nasty son of a bitch to to hold him down, is what you're saying? No spiral stairs. Yep. No one down. else. It's his band. It's Stephen Malcolm's band, so he can really jam it out. And I can listen to his guitar playing for as long as he plays it. And that's definitely one of the highlights on this record. One of my favorite guitars. Top five guitars for me. For sure. He's a legend. What's he play? A jazz master? Um, he definitely has played a jazz master. I think I've seen him even play like a straight up... Sh- but Fender, though. Yeah, he's, he's a definitely- Fender dude. Um, there's a great... We should also say that he was also a member of Silver Jews. Silver Jews, of course. Which, hey... A couple of people in this room. Yep, that's why I brought it up. Thanks. Completely, 100% made my night at the most recent uh, cover Thank up. you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> We're going to take it on the road. Doing a uh, Silver Juice tribute. R.I.P. Uh, where does this one rank amongst other Stephen Malcolmist records for you? I've been trying Maybe to... too early to say? I mean, well, it might be too early to say, and I've been trying to think about it. They are all... They've all grown on me. Like, I know I'm going to like them, but then I end up listening to them over and over and over, and that's, they really grow on me. That's the main reason I asked you, like, I wanted to know for sure that you really liked all of them, because there are some, not so much stinkers, just kind of ones that were kind of in one ear out the other to me, just whatever to me. Yeah. Uh, with I, I feel like this one has elements, for a while he was sort of bouncing back and forth between real song-centric, like the first album... Love it. And then followed by Pig Lib, like more jammy, more out there. Followed by Face the Truth, more song centric, sort of basement y, recorded most of it by himself. And then my favorite, Real Emotional Trash, That's your which favorite is like one? jammy as fuck. Huh. Huh. Weird how that turned out to be your favorite. Interesting. And <laughs> it's like almost like my theory earlier that was. The last you few a have, theories the on last... this podcast, you know? The last couple have been pretty song-centric, really great, good stuff, but this one has elements of kind of everything. It seems like he's bouncing all over the place. There's also some like it's almost like a uh, like elements, m- like that song. Uh, there's like some weirdo songs on this one too. Yeah, there's some weirdo songs on it. It's kind of a uh, what's the weirdo track? Um, it's on Rattle, Rattler. Rattler, yeah. Rattler. It has like a reverberation, droney element to it. And that one comes right after I mean, it's not two like of the best songs and right before another a really good one. Weird for him. It's not like a Mary Lattimore situation we're talking about. No, it's certainly <laughs> not ambient. It's a song song. But it's like, oh, this is he went a different yeah. tip on this one. Yeah, it's cool. He also this album has what has gotta be his most political song, I feel like I've ever heard him play. Bike Lane. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool song. Kind of kraut rocky. And then is he? What's his vibe? Maga or no? 
<laughs> I mean, I tune in every time he's on Infowars. So. <laughs> what is the best way? We, we ask this question a lot. What I wrote so many notes, I feel like I'm just fucking doing a terrible job talking no, no, about no. it. What is the best way to listen to this record? That's one of our... Oh, uh, mowing the grass. <laughs> While you mow the grass. Huh. That's, one of my, that's become one of my favorite ways to listen to music. Or on the way to see some I sing as loud band. as I can because I feel like no one can hear me, but they probably can. Are you riding? <laughs> oh, no, I'm pushing, baby. Okay. I'm getting a sweat. Yeah, that sounds. T- I don't want to listen to a rec- any record like that because I don't want to ever do that. No, yeah. no. Look, for real, I uh, when I feel like it is a, it's, it almost belongs on CD. It's like a CD in your car. <laughs> it like almost belongs on CD. Oh, man, it belong the nineties were CD. great. It just almost belongs on a CD. Almost. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, hang on, Walt. How did you listen to it? Zune. Really? <laughs> the Zune, he you says. Don't <laughs> I mean, that's a way. So that actually might be mixing with you. Is that's that you're a way. Almost CD. I feel like the, the, the mix between Spotify and CD <laughs> is Walt Zune. Like, a good way to listen to it is putting it in a CD player in your car. They don't even have those in cars anymore, in newer ones. Mine and it, it playing. Yeah, it's in my car, too. And playing it over and over and over. So that it's just repeating, and every time you hop in your car, you're on a different track, and you're just letting it ride, and it's always a good song. Hmm. So, so the way also to a great this for Parker is on repeat in the car, or also while pushing a lawnmower. Also while pushing a lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a great song on there, "Refute." That's a duet with Kim Gordon. Mm. Mm. Very cool. It's it's a kind of a country vibe. Which Malcolmus, I'm always all in when he goes that like range life, country vibe of his sure. is very cool to me. So here's a question: I wrote uh, this song wouldn't feel that out of place on a Loudon Wainwright album. The third, or just OG? <laughs> the third. <laughs> um, well, here's a question. Um, and unfortunately, that doesn't mean anything to me because I've never heard his music. I'm sorry to say. I just heard it for the first time like several weeks ago, <laughs> and then I heard this. I'm, I was like, "This sort of sounds like that guy I've been listening when to." When I think of Loud I've never Rainwright, I can it's, only it's fucking awesome. But it's very exciting to be getting into someone who has like a thousand albums. I don't know All I any of the, the Wainwrights material. Am I wrong really? on that? Rufus Loudon. Don't know a single one of them. Rufus is the one who's also an actor. It turns out. Martha. Martha. I didn't know that was Martha. Yeah. Jesus. Know your, Wayne, know your Wayne rights. Fed it up to hear with these fucking Wayne rights. What were you going to ask me? No, I'm, I'm sure sorry. Nice um, is the Jicks a real thing, or is it just really Stephen Malkman? Because you keep referring to this record basically as him. How involved are they in this process? I, you know, I'm, I don't know how involved they are in the writing process, but it's he's been touring with a pretty core group of people for a long time, so there's definitely. When you think of the Jicks, there are certain people who are in that band. Okay, and it's not like a—I um, can't even think of an example. Just like a rotating cast of characters. So here's a question: So Pavement, they were during the—it was the early '80s. Uh, nope, they were during the '90s. Yep. But uh, when did the Jicks become a thing? 
Was it immediate? I don't even know the timeline, the chronology. Well, yeah, that's was what it I was. Two thousand one, that first record came out. When they when they were touring on the, whatever year that was, Something when they like were touring that? on that first album, they definitely had shirts that merch that said the Jigs. That's what he's been calling that band since he's been making these records. What's a Jig? It's a. Uh, it's a. Is it similar to a Jag bag? <clears throat> I want to say it's card like playing card related does that make sense to you i don't know i, I always feel pretty uncomfortable saying it <laughs> it sounds derogatory <laughs> it sounds like a slur of some kind hang on hang on i've are, looked it up are we before. gonna look it up jick let's hear this do you have some some looking it up music well you got anything to add right now while i'm looking at this i figured you would know what it meant actually nope but hey i will i've got another take one song on their brethren, the note I put, definitely hearing some working man's dead vibes. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Cool chord changes, so, some acoustic guitar. So, while you're in on that then. Uh-huh. Okay, so we're in agreement there. There's some... I, I like that y'all are in sync. That's a cool thing. Often... This is going real great. This podcast is... Um, I mean, we're known for our combative PTI style... Uh, What's that damn political thing where it's one 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 of each and they fire back at each other? That's our vibe. We go for heated confrontation. Damn. But this has mostly been a chill cast. This is a chill cast. We're all here for each other. Uh, it's it certainly has chilled st- out over the past hour. What? Or more. A stupid, foolish, dim-witted, stinky, or otherwise undesirable person. Yes. A dick. Yeah. All right. What's the? I don't want to bore the listener with all this, but what is the origin of this? Is it a? I want to say I've never, I, the first time I ever heard that word was when it said after um, Malcolmus ampersand the. I had never seen it before in my entire life. I want to say maybe like I, I think jester I'm the same era like court jesters would maybe be called this like bring in the jicks. What do you think of this about. album, Matt? I like it. You um, like pavement? You're into this sort of stuff. <clears throat> yeah, I have more to talk about. In, in this segment that I did on my own um, <laughs> just because I do have like opinions on pretty much everything he's ever put out uh, what's been the what's the world's opinion what's been the reviews like I don't hot know hot pitchfork review that's a website pitchfork.com there's a music website that assigns um, numerical value to art that we all consume and enjoy like Ooh. 8.0 kind of thing yeah it's been getting pretty good reviews okay so did he get a B&M though nah I don't think they feel the need to give him that hmm you alright? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's an Ellen I lost an ear in my, head, in my headphone <laughs> lost an ear in my cans <laughs> oh I, I bet I know why sounds like some shit you did it's all back Ooh. feeling good now much more comfortable Fresh yeah. disoriented I bet I know <laughs> why Allie holds up end of cable <laughs> <laughs> those two extenders when they're connected together that always happens, always happens. I haven't cared much for the past couple or, and when I say that, I mean like I gave it a listen or two, right? And nothing grabbed me, and I haven't really revisited them. Does he? Th- this one I liked more like off the bat than I have in a while. Yeah, <laughs> I'm up to a lot more fun slash freaky elements than the last freaky. two records. He's really good at his job, and it's scary. The so first, he's a naughty little freaky boy. Those first two or three, I got really into, especially the first one, as I've said. Yeah, and then gradually liked less. That's why I was surprised to hear you say you liked. Um, Real emotional trash. Yeah, 
Because that was when I was starting to really kind of veer off yeah. and, not, I, I, and not care as much. I say go back to that one. Yeah. Give it another go because that one, I don't know if it was just the time in my life or what, but it's one of those, it's a it's a top album of that decade for me. It came out uh, in 2008. And how long? The whole decade. It hasn't been too long. It's sorry. Up there for me. It hasn't been too long between records, right? Like he's been. I think this is maybe the longest he's gone between records. How long was that? I don't know. I'm only thinking that. Ja- <laughs> hmm. I feel like it's pretty consistent though. One every couple thinking. years. I just have a feeling. Because Jag Bags. Because he out, did a. I mean, Wigging was... out at jerk offs came out just a couple years ago. Right? <laughs> Wigging out at jerk offs. <laughs> I mean, I tend to think of things as just a couple years ago, and then I look it up, and it's like 2013, and I'm like, yeah, that was just a couple years ago, and then someone's like, you know, it was five fucking years ago. Where does the time go? That's a. Old, old man, man fucking well, bullshit right there. I'm sorry. I was watching the, the Nats game the other night, and Juan Soto hit a home run, first pitch of his first at-bat as a starter. He, oh, fuck it. There's like a number of people that that's happened which with. Which is sick, but he was born in 1998. <laughs> oh, and I God. said to myself, huh, I'm watching a Major League ball player born in 1998 hit home runs, and mm-hmm. it makes me feel incredibly old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, time marches I'm on. so young and cool and hip. Right. You can tell because my shorts and all this other stuff I do that's so cool. Right, guys? So we talked about Pitchfork earlier, and they gave it an 8.0. What's your score? Do I have to give it out of of 10.0? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh! I know. Hang on, Walt. 10.0, perfect. Best new career. Whoa. Big time. <laughs> hey now, how do you? Back I up? mean, uh, wow. How do you follow that? Follow that That's yeah. a wowie zowie if I ever heard. Well, I got hey, oh, you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna get. I, I have trouble giving things like uh, a star or numbers. I think it's something worth your time, and I think if it's worth your it's time, that's worth a lot. Okay. Okay. I'll take a, it. There is a lot out there. It is a vast world, it's a of, big ass of, world. of entertainment choices. <laughs> And things that are worth your time, especially spending lots of time with it, like this album you can listen to a lot of times. That's that's a high high praise for me. Here's a question. When it comes to uh this is sort of a, about any subject, but like with a with a band that's some of your favorite or a, an artist that you love, they end up sometimes being a thing you don't listen to that much because you've heard it so much. Does that make sense? And then you, I, well, at least I tend to go through spurts of things. Right, right. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've heard I a million that. times. I then get into a heavy phase. But, like, how frequently do you, okay, so, Walt, how frequently do you go listening to, like, Pavement or Malcolmus? <laughs> I go, like, I go, like, I go, like, four days without. Okay. More than I expected. Uh, Parker, you, how, in that vibe, how, how, does it like when a Malcolm was at a new thing, you dive back in all the way? Like you, you're like, okay, I'm listening to new Malcolmus, which makes me want to listen to the previous Malcolmus, which makes me want to listen to Terra Twilight, which makes me want to listen to Bright in the Corners, or is, do you? Or is it sort of compartmentalized? So pavement, the pavement records are in constant rotation for me. I'm always <clears throat> while while we're talking about ranking things, though. What's your favorite pavement record? Wowie Zowie. Okay, go on. Oh, keep 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 ranking. I, I was saying, like, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I just wanted to know uh, that one. So thing. the pavement albums are always in rotation. His album, Real Emotional Trash, is almost always in rotation for me. And then, just like you're saying, something new comes out, I tend to go back, listen to him, listen to a lot of stuff. But his particularly, 
the self-titled album. That's in constant rotation for me. The second album, Pig Lib, and the fourth album, Real Emotional Trash, are all in fairly constant rotation in my life. One more, and you got a Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Honking on Bobo. <laughs> Can we do plugs or something? <laughs> All right, go ahead, Allie. What's your plugs? <laughs> Not uh, Carlin's. Uh, um, oh, Mary Lattimore, I think, has got a show coming up in Carborough or in Chapel Hill. Um, can I get back to you with that? So go- Google that. So, <laughs> hey, if you end up in one, just walk down the street and you'll be in the other. We're, we're not, crushing this plug section. I'm going to go with... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Here's what I'm going to go with. My plug um, is the previously mentioned parquet course... Goat Girl show. A lot of things we mentioned today. It is June 6th yeah. at Cat's Cradle. Six, Everything we six, mentioned today. Maybe they'll start the show at 6 o'clock? I don't know. Mark of the Beast? That'd be nice. Um, six? June 6th. Oh, June 6th. 6 6th. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I um, see. Ooh, I'm looking at my notes now for my plugs. I remember my, my, my note I had for the Malcolmus record that I'm going to mention now. There was at least one song in particular reminded me of A Ghost Is Born. The oh, w- that's the that's Bike Lane. Which, okay. Yeah, I, I felt like it was very A Ghost is Born, too. It sounds like Spiders, kind of. I should have mentioned, I was asking all these questions. I actually dug yeah. this record. I'm not even a Pavement fan. I'm not a, I'm not like Walt and uh, Clay Parker Shields here, who sort of live and die mm, by the PVMNT. The yeah, I mean, I like it all. Uh, they're fine. Uh, but I I am a Wilco dork, and I thought that I loved A Ghost is God. Born. And, uh, <laughs> see, I feel the way about Wilco, probably the way you feel about George Carlin, maybe. Well, I was going to say and the then way, vice versa. Yeah. The way, I didn't expect you to say it the way I feel about George Garland. Like you think you might feel about Wilco the way I feel about Wilco, which is I also like them a lot. Tight. <laughs> All right, we both like Wilco. Anyway, Ronnie the Ghost is born, but I, I forgot to mention that I actually like this Malcolm's record. I thought it was tight, and I listened to Pig Lib in the store the other day. Yeah. With uh, and Scrubs was there. Shout out to Scrubs, who he's a big fan of that, and he likes that record a lot. And yeah. um, he's going to actually pick it's up a copy. It's got one of the, like, all, or a couple of the my favorite all-time Jicks jams. There was several moments of the, like, this reminds me in a good way of the classic guitar rock Allman Brothers style shit that I dig. Yeah. And that I thought was very positive and cool. Um, <coughs> and, uh, Allie, you can it's decide if you want to save this for the, another episode of the pod. But um, I have a note on my phone that says, Allie B. Homewrecker. Oh, yeah, to be continued. We'll TBC that. We'll talk about another part. That's a long story. What does so, that mean? Oh, you have, to, you have to listen to the next episode then, aren't you? Um, so that was my plug. Going to the Parquet Courts Goat Girl Show at Cat's Cradle. We'll see. Well, yeah. I have, <clears throat> Sorry. I have further deets on my plug, which is uh, Mary Lattimore is playing with former guest of the pod, Al Riggs, hey. at the Art Center on May 26th. So that's this Saturday. Tomorrow. Or, yeah, Saturday. Is this the Art Center or the Fart Center? So that'll probably be the day this episode drops, because there's a lot. Every person we talked about is playing soon, because the Jicks are playing soon. The Jicks are playing. I believe it's June. It's either June 16th or 19th at the Cat's Cradle as mm-hmm. well. Legendary local rock and roll club. Legendary. <laughs> <laughs> What's that uh, Reese's Pieces one, anyway? Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's for another pod. Um, uh, what's, your, what's your plug there? Parker? Yeah. Um, we have a co-plug. Yeah. Rock and, rock and Roll Party Fest. Rock and Roll Party Fest. Dinwiddies are playing Sunday. We're It's Saturday and Sunday. But if you can't make it to all of it, just come watch the last band on Sunday. Just come later than hell. And uh, we'll be playing. And what's, we'll the, playing. what's the date on that? 25th. June 23rd and 24th. 24th. So if you're going to something on the 25th, I would recommend going to see... Like work, perhaps. 
I'd recommend going morning. to see Bell Witch and Yob at oh. King's, wow. who are playing on the 25th, which I'm going to try and go to if I'm not too sleepy. <laughs> That's crazy to me. I feel like both of those bands are headliners. That yeah, yeah. Games. It's going to be a fucking intense, doomy night in King's. Straight doom. And uh, Walt, plugs for us? Uh, first plug, I, I co-host a show called The Pavement Enslavement. You probably know about with my friend Cecile. He's been on this podcast several times. All these goons have been on it. We'll probably be on it some more. We talk about pavement and do jokes about it. Okay. Oh, I've got one more, too. If, oh, if sorry. Didn't Walt's you done. <laughs> Walt, shut up. All right, go ahead, Parker. <laughs> uh, check out the, uh, the Dinwiddie's latest Bandcamp release. Hit me uh, with that album title. Album title, The Great American Bong Book. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> featuring, That's a good-ass pot joke for featuring real. Some, um, <laughs> featuring such future Dinwiddie's hits as Check Out My Post. Yep. That's a good one that's on there. Can't remember any of the other songs. You can hear some of these titles. songs and more at Rock and Roll Party at Fest. At Rock and Roll Party Fest. Oh, and last week, uh, real quick, we, we had recorded before the news hit um, we mentioned at the beginning, Ali B put it in there. Uh, we always joke about R.I.P. Doinks and all these sort of things. Uh, legit R.I.P. Young King Dave. Uh, I, I found a very truly, honestly, hilarious, funny individual and died very young and had a sad as shit. Uh, inventor of the, the Doinks craze. and The guy he, from the videos? Yeah, YKD. sadly, passed away. Actually, R.I.P. Doinks. R.I.P. Doinks. And like, well, R.I.P. I'm legitimately bummed out by that. Same that here. Not cool. Yeah. No, no joke, no bullshit. I thought he was fucking hilarious. Like, hey, I watched take all care of yourselves, people. Take yeah, care of yourselves. He, he was so funny. And Live a long time. Obviously, just a cool, funny individual. R.I.P. is shit. It's Life short enough as it is. Super bummer. Listen to some tunes with your friends and hang out and <laughs> smoke some Doinks. That's what you like to do. If that's what you uh, like to do. Yeah. Nice well, podcast. That fucking upper. <laughs> Uh, subscribe, <laughs> like, uh, comment, tell your friends, all that good stuff. Lots of cool people are still alive. <laughs> uh, thanks to Parker and Walt for being back on the pod. Let's have you back on soon. I'd love to be back on soon. This is fun because it's very frustrating for me to listen to this podcast because I'm friends uh, with ooh, you all. Good review. <laughs> well, I mean it in a good way because I am just, I'm dying to say things. Because I feel like I should be in conversation with you all. Walt, you should have heard me listening to that Weird Al episode. I really wish I could have chimed in on some things. Yeah, was, you, yes. you I've friggin' yes. take a walk a mile in my shoes. Every, I, I got people came out of the fucking woodwork about Weird Al. Oh, also, yeah, right. Like I didn't know that that was a. Let's thing. all go to the Fish Festival in August. <laughs> I think it would be very funny. <laughs> I'll buy everyone's tickets. Is this true? Well, yes. Okay, count me in. F- <laughs> signed up. <laughs> I'll buy. I'll buy everyone's tickets, but you have to pay me back. No, fuck no. Let's not buy the tickets. <laughs> Hang on. Where is this thing at? It's in Watkins Glen, New York. Are we going to the race? August. It's at the racetrack. It's at the racetrack. So you track. can't go to the race. Wrong event. event. I want to go to Watkins Glen and see the race. Well, you'll see Shout the track. Shout out to Ryan Blaney. You will see the track. Okay. Might, you might even hear oh, uh, Dwayne Blaney's boy. Dave. Dave Blaney's, Dave Blaney's boy. boy. Shout out, you know what? Shout out to Bob, who's a, <laughs> who is a RV parking son of a gun, even though he's a Denny Hamlin fan. Shout out to Bob. He rules. Good and hell uh, of a guy. Big shout out to, to Ryan Blaney and Bubba Wallace and Kyle Larson, my favorite race car drivers. Thanks for listening to the Nice Price Podcast. We love all Thanks of you. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. And uh, Allie, you got anything to end this on? Nope. <laughs> All right. All right. We're gonna see you it. later. We'll give it to Walt. Walt, tell you later. Walt, take it away. You can't just pull this out of nothing. You got to have a, some clay to shape art out of.